Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Do you remember when we were kids and everything could fill you with excitement or wonder? Maybe you don't remember personally, but surely you've seen the wonderment in a child's eyes when they pick a flower, hold a balloon, look at a kaleidoscope, or just look in the mirror. It seems like they can spend hours looking at every detail and never seem to get bored. Sometimes it feels like I can barely look at anything these days without feeling like I've seen all there is to see, though. No matter how exciting it was the first time, by the time I've seen it 10 or 20 times, I find myself glossing over it without hardly a second glance. Things in my house or in my car, people I encounter every day, or items I use on a regular basis. With familiarity comes the feeling that you've seen all there is to see. Perhaps our brains use that as a way to be efficient so we can pay attention to newer, more important things. We've seen that before. Got it. Moving on to the next thing we can learn from. Nothing more there, right? I suppose it makes sense from a survival standpoint. Evolutionary speaking, I suppose it makes sense that we would pay a lot of attention to something new in our lives to get to know it and determine if it's safe, see if we can trust it, and to know what it is, so we can be aware of any unexpected changes in that thing. Our brain would tuck that set of facts away and then keep an eye out for the next new thing. And while I get it, I mean, that makes sense on some level, I feel that it kind of robs us of some beauty in our modern world, especially with so many things vying for our attention. So many new and shiny sources of fresh dopamine available to us, preventing us from realizing the beauty all around us, the details, and the seemingly mundane. I read a story one time of a monk who told of a mindfulness exercise they taught him when he joined his order. As a way of teaching him to learn to notice the details in the world around him, they practiced chewing their soup. Now, when I first read about this, it struck me as funny. I mean, it was hilarious, really. Even these monks, they tried to chew liquid. It's honestly still funny, even as I say it right now. But the point that his order was trying to teach him was to learn to notice details in something that would normally be passing, fleeting even. Notice the flavor, the heat, the salt, the pepper. Notice all the details that he normally would have slurped right down. Something about that concept really resonated with me. Sure, we can all acknowledge that there is beauty in the majesty of the Amazon rainforest, or Niagara Falls, or the Northern Lights, but how much beauty and majesty do we walk past every day because we're in a hurry? There was something about this idea of there being so much detail, so much richness in the world around me every day that I just skipped past without even paying attention because I didn't slow down long enough to notice it or appreciate it because I was in a rush to get through it or past it or to move on to the next thing or because I thought I had seen it a million times before and my brain just quit paying attention. How many exquisite pieces of life did I encounter every day without realizing the wonders that I had all around me? A flower seems simple enough to walk past, but if you were to look at them closer, you would see the different colors 
and look even closer and you'd see the different shades in those colors and then the patterns and the veins that make up the petals. And the more you look at them, the more detail you can see. And all of that in a single flower that we would have just walked past, even a weed, all of that's available if you simply take the time to look at it long enough. What about a tree, a bug, a rock? How much detail could you find in those? The textures, the life, the crystals. Once I realized the beauty, the depth, the complexity in a spider web, a blade of grass, or even in the color red, I seemed to find the wisdom in chewing soup. Could I train my mind to notice more? How might my way of looking at things change? How might my way of looking at myself change? So I started some experiments here and there. How slowly could I walk down a path, relishing the opportunity to find as many sights and sounds, smells as I could? How slowly could I open a door and walk through it? What would I notice in that action that I take dozens of times a day? I felt the movement of the mechanism in the door latch, the groan of the hinge. I really need to oil that. I felt the grain in the wood of the door frame, the gloss of the wood finish. There were dozens of experiences in that single motion that I had flat out missed simply because I was in a hurry. How slowly could I chew my food and notice the textures, the seasonings, and the experiences in each bite? When I took a sip of something, what did I taste? How far down my throat could I notice that drop of liquid before it disappeared into my stomach? Recently, I got laid out with a migraine for just about an entire day. For the entire day, I couldn't run errands. I couldn't do any writing. I couldn't really do much of anything. Just rest, drink water, and receive some occasional check-ins from my cats and my wife. When I could finally get up, I decided to take a shower to wash away the grime of a day spent in bed. Standing in the shower, I tried my experiment again. I noticed all sorts of sensations and played a game to see how many I could find. My knees, they felt a little weak and shaky. When I stood under the hot water, I realized that there was a part of my body that wasn't under the water, and so it felt cooler. I looked for the line on my skin where the warmth turned to cool. Interestingly, I found that for some reason I was putting more pressure on my left foot than on my right. I played a game of trying to follow a single drop of water from the shower head to my foot. The exhaust fan that runs in my bathroom, it always just sounded to me like a dull whir, but when I really focused on it, I found that there was an odd rhythm underlying that sound that I always heard. Could I just listen for the rhythm? When the hot water hit a spot on my neck that had been made tense by the migraine, God, it felt so good, and it sent like a tingle shooting down my body like a little jolt of electricity. Now, noticing that in the first place was cool, but then I started to follow it and discovered that there's a weird connection in my body between my neck and my right knee? What? All these beautiful, amazing details and luscious experiences 
would have existed in that shower regardless. But building the practice of using the time I spend in there to exercise the habit of noticing helps me later in my day when it's maybe not so peaceful, you know? It helps me change my default state from reacting to noticing, from just moving throughout my day to feeling like I'm experiencing life. But beyond just noticing more details and beauty in the world around me, or just becoming a bit more curious, I've found that this practice has also led me to learning more about myself. I've noticed more feelings in my body, emotions, sensations that I never saw before as well, patterns that I never saw, connections that I never made. In short, by learning more about the world, I'm learning more about myself. The result of this experiment was like discovering that I had been coloring in the pages of my life with that simple box of eight crayons that we all had in grade school, only to discover that life had been giving me a box of 64 colors to work with the entire time, and I just hadn't been using them. There was so much more to experience. Does any of this sound interesting to you? Just listening right now, what delicious details can you notice around you? Maybe that one funny kid in the background of the kid's music video your children watch is just ad nauseum. Maybe the way you instinctively shift your weight while riding the bus when it comes to a stop. Maybe you discover the, the luscious explosion of senses when you bite down on your cereal, the crunch, the sound, the flavor. Can you take that into your day and use that sense of noticing to notice something about yourself or your environment and appreciate something about the world around you that you would have ignored otherwise? I find these small acts have really enriched my life in small or large ways. My hope is that they may serve to help you see the beauty all around you, no matter how your day is going today. So that's it for this episode of Crazy Day. If you liked this episode, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with someone, leave a rating if you're listening on a platform where you can do so, or even leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. These things help expand the reach of this podcast to more people. As always, I love you all so much, and I'll see you next time.